firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. Welcome to this continuing look at the book of Revelation. Today we move into chapter 2. We're going to cover verses 1 through 7. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, The words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Yet this you have. You hate the work of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Heavenly Father, open the eyes and ears of our understanding that we may see, receive, and be transformed by your living and active word. We pray in Christ's name, amen. Jesus is speaking to the church at Ephesus. This revelation and writing was given to John in the 90s, and that would mean that the church, which was started around 53, would have been about 40 years old. So many of the people that were there in the 90s would be like a second generation, so to speak. This church was strong when Paul was there in the 50s, in in A.D. 53. Paul spoke of the church and said that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. Talking about how powerful that church was. So a great change had taken place. And Jesus Christ himself is writing a letter addressing that change. And you and I and all who are a part of the body of Christ neglect to our own harm to look at these letters to these seven churches and see the teaching to us today of what Christ was teaching then through John for these churches and we need to, to read these letters and understand what God has called us to as a local fellowship or local body of the body of Christ. So John is writing the letter to Ephesus, quoting Jesus, and he says these are the words of him, referring to Jesus, who holds the seven stars in his right hand, The stars represent the angels of the church of Ephesus who walks among the seven golden lampstands, meaning the seven churches. And then in the words of Jesus, he says, I know your works. He he knows what they've done. He knows that they've, they've toiled and labored 
and they've had patient endurance. And he, he commended them that they did not bear with those who were evil. So what a great uh, message that is to us today that we likewise should not bear with evilness in our churches. We're faced with a lot of that today, and, and we must not bear with it. We are to love the people, but hate the evil. Not the people, but the evil. He said, you have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false. This was their responsibility to test what is said, to test what is being taught, what, what's being represented to them as truth and see if in fact there's truth in it. And if not, if it's not true, if the teaching is not good, to call it what it is and to call them out as false. That's a loving thing to do. To allow somebody to continue on down a false path is, is a grave error for the one that's on the false path and also for the one who could warn them off of it. So the, the church at Ephesus was, was strong in, in pointing these things out, and Jesus commended them. He also said, I know you're enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. That is, that they were standing strong in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says, by way of criticism or condemnation, but he says, I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. What is their first love? Their first love is Jesus himself. Not teaching, not doctrine, but the person of Jesus Christ. We need to make sure that we're not involved in, in a lot of doctrine and drama and things that are going on that's not centered in Christ. He said, you need to return to your first love. And so do all of us to return to our first love and to, to continue that love growing in that love. We, we don't need to abandon that, and that's what's happening in the world around us. The body of Christ itself has turned, in many ways, turned its back on Christ, embraced the lies of the world, and rejected the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Look back and see where you were. And think of how far you have fallen, he's saying to them. And he's saying it again to us. Repent, he says in 1 John 1, he said, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He said, and do the works you did at first. Do what you did all along. Follow hard after the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him be first in your life in every way. Let him be first. Do the works you did at first. And then he gives a warning. He said, if not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Now, what, what obviously Jesus, who's talking through John, is not saying here, he's not saying that he rewards people for their works and he punishes them for their failure to work. What he is saying is we need to put first things first. And if we're not putting first things first, then this is indicative of the lack of a relationship to start with. 
And then he comes back to congratulate them again. He said, yet this you have, you hate the work of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now, there's a lot of speculation about the Nicolaitans and what that means. And nobody knows that answer for sure. But what we do know is that the, the activities that they engaged in, the Nicolaitans, Jesus hated that. Not them, but hated the, the works of the Nicolaitans, the so-called works. The, these would be evil works, not good works. So he said, he who has an ear, do we have ears? Yes, we do. Did the church at Ephesus have ears? Apparently not, because there is no longer a church there. In fact, there's no longer a city there and hasn't been since the 1300s. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The Holy Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, says, to the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. The one who conquers is the one who enters by the narrow gate through Jesus, who places their trust, their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ by grace alone, through faith alone, in Lord Jesus Christ alone. Uh, is the one who conquers because they have, Jesus has conquered sin, death, and the grave. And when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior by faith, then we're in Christ and sin no longer has dominion over us. And when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, even though our body will maybe want, not will maybe, will one day die unless Jesus comes back first. We, we will not experience death because he who lives and believes in the Lord Jesus Christ will never die. The body will go away if that happens, before, if, if that physical death happens before Jesus returns. But the person themselves do not die, and they will be restored in the last day. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life. The tree of life is mentioned in Genesis 3, I think, and then again in Revelation 22, when we know that it will bear abundant fruit. And those who eat of it, those who have put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, will never die. Uh, that that promise is not some kind of reward for a certain group of Christians, special Christians, super Christians, but this is the normal expectation for all who are in Christ, uh, that, that they will enjoy these blessings in the paradise of God that is in heaven when we're rejoined with the Lord Jesus Christ fully. What is Jesus' message to the church? the same message that he has to each of us today. God doesn't change. His word doesn't change. He's saying that we need to work and bear up with patient endurance the challenges of this world. We need to join God in hating what is evil, not people, but the evil itself. That we need to test all prophets and see whether they're false or real. The only way we do that is by spending time in the Word, in time in prayer, 
And then when we hear false doctrine, we will know it. And we need to endure patiently. We need to persevere and bear up for the namesake of the Lord Jesus Christ, not grow weary in well-doing. He warns us against not abandoning our first love, our love for Jesus Christ. He's saying take an honest look at where, where you are, where you've fallen to from your first love. Repent and come back to your first love. He said if we're not trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ, then he will, quote, remove our lampstand from its place. And, of course, the lampstand represented the church at, at Ephesus. And, and, again, that church and even that city no longer exist. But we're only, we only see the new heaven and the new earth by putting our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in his finished work. And then he makes the final promise to the one who conquers. How do we conquer? We conquer in Christ Jesus, not in our strength. He said, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, the tree of life that, that comes with the new heaven and the new earth, which is in the paradise of God. Praise God. Amen.